Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast where we take random subjects, a little bit of everything and anything, and well, cast views. My name's Lou and I'm here with... Dan, hello. <laughs> and today's subject, we're going to be tackling something that I think everybody can kind of relate to. We're going to be tackling the dark side of social media. Now, when we look at social media, I kind of went into this thinking, what do we actually use social media for? So what, what really do you use social media for? Twitter is mainly just to, to keep an eye on some trends like video games and sports, really, if, if I'm being honest. And Facebook is just to keep in touch with a few mem- members of the family, really. But it is purely just a, I want to follow a few video games outlets. I want to follow a few, I don't know, bands I like or, or vinyl, follow a few vinyl deals, um, which has made me spend a bit of money. So I'm not happy with that. But yeah, it's just generally, it's just generally to get some info. I think just a bit more sort of info about the stuff I like. Well, obviously, social media has changed a lot, maybe even even so much as maybe like the past 10, 15 years. And the reason that this has been quite fitting is because recently there's been something that's been circulating on social media that I found relatively interesting, also dangerous, but relatively interesting. And it's going to link into what my first subject is going to be when we talk about the dark side of social media. And that is social media trends. So stuff that kind of goes viral, starts on you gets on your trending page on either Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of a sudden you get people that are copying it. Now, I don't know if you've seen recently, but there's been a trend that's been going around with the hashtag, I think, Milk Crate Challenge. I've, do you know what, right? I've seen a couple of people on Facebook, my Facebook timeline, mention it, but I've not actually seen it. Right. For a bit of context then... What the milk crate challenge is, is, you know, I think this has really taken America by storm as opposed to here, because a couple of them are, are, are kind of cross cross country and a couple of them are kind of specific. But you get milk crates, which are like those hard plastic boxes that stack yeah, yeah, like when yeah. the milkman delivers them to you. Then one's there. So what this involves is stacking a series of these milk crates to form like a pyramid shape and then walking across the top all the way back down. Okay. And then if you get to the bottom you've succeeded and you get you know your online clout and that sort of thing so i saw this pop up and obviously saw a guy um fall off of the top from about 15 feet and hit his face on the floor and i thought okay i'll tell you what i'm gonna click on this this trend challenge and then one of the top trending videos on the hashtag was a guy falling off and apologies because it's going to be a little bit graphic but there's no other way to describe it he literally snapped his arm in half to the point where this video showed bone protruding from the guy's forearm And it kind of got me thinking, what idiotic, stroke, stupid social media trends have we seen before that have resulted in really serious injury? And why do they come about? So the earliest one that I could kind of think of, and you probably remember this as well, because again, this was kind of, so many people were involved in this, was planking. Do you remember (laughs) planking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> planking was basically a trend in which you would take a picture or maybe a video of yourself lying face down on the floor like a plank and basically just in, in the most weird place you could possibly imagine. But it really quickly started to get a little bit dangerous. So I think there was a video of someone doing it on the M1 when it was empty at like six o'clock in the morning and it progressively got a little bit more dangerous and more dangerous to the point where people were falling off of very high things and um, basically just getting injured and I kind of thought to myself why is it that we do social media trends and what extent do we think is is too far because 
when it comes to social media and what you post online and, and the way that people go, there feels like there isn't a reasonable limit. So I've got a couple of trends and I'm going to see if you know what they are, if you've heard of them before, a couple of them are recent um, and see what you think and talk about some really serious incidents in which people have been genuinely really badly injured. Oh man! Now, the first one that I've got for you, I can only find it referenced in a couple of ways. It's either called the choking game. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh because it's actually not <laughs> no, funny. It no, that, funny. Sounds quite, that sounds quite bad. <laughs> it's either called the choking game or the blackout game. Have you heard oh, of man. that? No, but I can probably guess. So this is actually something that started a little bit before social media. So it was registered in America between 1995 and 2007. 82 people had died as a direct result of this wow. challenge. Now, the only way that I can describe it is what you do is you can either stand up against a wall and you basically try and hyperventilate. You breathe super quickly to the point where you get lightheaded and then you get somebody to apply pressure to your chest and it basically stops the blood flow to your brain and you essentially get a bit of a high, apparently. <laughs> Again, it's something that went viral a couple of years ago. It was probably 2016, 2017, where a video started hitting um, the likes of TikTok, Instagram, that sort of thing. Even Snapchat was a place where I'd seen people that I knew do it. And again, even in terms of recent deaths, people have got to a point where they are taking it too far. Most recently, there was a 12-year-old in Oklahoma who died this July as a direct result of attempting this challenge. Sad, isn't it? That's just and in April, again, a boy in Massachusetts was on life support for 19 days and suffered permanent brain damage as a result of this challenge, basically. And so I don't know, I, I guess the, the blackout challenge has been one that's been around for a bit longer. But again, if you look at instances of people actually being seriously injured as a result of this, um, they're really still very, very common. Um, and it's, it's really strange. And obviously, there's stuff that's posted to TikTok, that sort of thing. Again, another one very recently kind of related to film. You know the film Bird Box, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's blindfolded. Can't. Oh, I, I hated that film. I thought oh. it was stupid. But the social media trend is even more stupid, you'd be pleased to know. We're going to address so this. <laughs> We're going to address that comment about the film in, in a future episode, but carry on. You just lost out on a potential sponsor we have. <laughs> I'm going to do one on films and right, I've already got my script written now, so go on, carry on anyway. <laughs> okay, so the Bird Box Challenge is based on, obviously, the popular, but potentially not very good, Netflix film. Yeah. Um, and basically what you do is you put on a blindfold and you do challenges. So this started off kind of innocent enough, people trying to walk in a straight line and having it filmed. Where do you think it went? What do you think people attempted to do while blindfolded? Oh, I can only imagine crossing a road, driving. <laughs> yeah, crossing the roads, actually. Yeah, that's very true. They they literally became the stupid chicken trying to cross the road by blindfolding like themselves. I've got, I've got Frogger in my mind. Do you remember the game Frogger? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it was what I've like got. That. Yeah, a bit like that, where you kind of blinded yourself and then decided to step into oncoming traffic. Um, in January 2019, there was a girl again in the States who crashed her car whilst driving and also attempting the Bird Box Challenge because she blindfolded herself and filmed it whilst driving to see if she could drive without being able to see. Man. Yeah. It actually prompted YouTube to ban all uploads referencing the Bird Box Challenge because they genuinely didn't want any more people to get hurt. Because again, the one common theme that we see with these challenges is that they start off innocent enough with people, again, attempting to do everyday chores to the point where you all of a sudden get someone speeding down a motorway blindfolded because they want to be the best and, and they kind of want to break that that previous barrier, I guess. Uh, it sounds so corrupt in my head as well when I say it. I don't know. Is it like, so, so if we go back so to the planking one, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd heard of that. And whilst people hurt themselves, it did start off as quite... Uh, when, when you saw the video, some of them, the pictures, some of them were quite funny. You know, yeah, like I'll yeah. see someone planking on a on an escalator in a tube station. And, and so, you know, if they were doing it safely, it was funny. But it's about that one, I think it was about maybe who could top it, who could take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And that's then when the craziness comes in. The, the, the second one you mentioned, the the blackout one, I'd not heard of that. And that's just, I mean, the question I had in my in, in my head was why? You know, because the others are, and like the Milk Crate Challenge, are doing something initially fun, but it's taking it to that next level or that extreme level. But that blackout one seems like it is just intended to hurt you. Well, that again, that that's that's actually very true what you've said because the blackout one is the only one that seems like it's not actually for any kind of tangible benefit of being popular online. Yeah. However, I think that that one started as a result of like the bit of a high that you get as a right. result of starving your body of oxygen, basically. Right. So you kind of feel a little bit high, and yeah. as a consequence, kind of half blackout, pretty much. Because the only reason I was saying that was like this this bird box one. I was going to say, is it a case of, and, and I don't know, but has social media, if, especially if you've grown up with it, is it a case of what you see is almost like it's, well, it's kind of like TV, so you can't get hurt. You're seeing people do it so you you can't hurt yourself i don't, I don't know do, do you know what i mean like if you see a hundred videos of the bird box challenge and people do it safely or a hundred milk crate challenges do you, does it look like it's not like it's fake but it's it's a form of entertainment people are doing it and it's on social media so it can't be bad I don't, I don't yeah know. yeah i guess that's the way it is again like people consume again media and, and entertainment in different ways maybe people do look at social media as almost like a dramatization they look at it for their own entertainment and so yeah like like i said it's almost like it's not real to people when they see dumb shit like this happening, basically. It's, it's, I just, I mean, I can't justify it. I've never attempted any of these things and I'm, I'm, I would hope that I wouldn't. Well, I just think if you drive anyway, you know sometimes how dangerous driving could be, even if you're looking with both your eyes. So I'm thinking, at what point do you think blindfolding yourself and trying to drive is not going to end in, in carnage? Well, this is the thing. Do people see stuff online and do they turn around and see a challenge where somebody's taking it to an extreme and walk through traffic? And think, because somebody else has done it, surely I can do it. Is there a bit of an arrogance there because you see it as a trend and you see it as something that's supposed to be harmless and playful and think, yeah, I can do that, but just take it to the next extreme. Because how hard can it be? Because I've seen someone already do it. I mean, I'm sure that poor guy that broke his arm doing the milk crate challenge didn't think he was going to come away with his arm in three pieces that day. No, no. Well, you'd like to hope not. (laughs) You would like to hope not. So I don't know whether or not that's the case. People look at it and see other people have done it and think, well, they're just normal people like me because I'm on social media as well. So why can't I get away with doing that? Again, is it a generational thing? And seeing these challenges are just normal. And so it's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to attempt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like these trends now have almost become an acceptable thing to do because you've seen them so common on social media now so it's almost just seen as normalized because a lot of the links as well because I've got a couple more to talk about I've seen it where you nominate other people to also do these challenges and so as a result of being nominated by your mates it's a case of a bit like if you were in person and someone dares you to do something or if you play used to play a game of dares ultimately someone always ends up taking it too far and that's again what we'll see with a couple of others So one again that you might be familiar with, and I think that this one took off a little bit more in the UK than it did in the States. Now, this was neck nominations. Not heard of that one, I mean, neck nominations. Wow, okay. Now, this started off as a trend where what you do is you would nominate one of your friends to essentially down an alcoholic drink as quickly as they could. Sounds harmless enough. Yeah. 
What then began to happen is obviously by virtue of people wanting to outdo each other, people started to make almost like mixers of loads of different alcoholic drinks. So it'd be a shot of Sambuco mixed in with a beer, mixed in with tequila, all of that sort of thing. So their drinks progressively got worse to the point where people were putting cinnamon and raw eggs in their drinks. (laughs) And then it got to the point where ultimately there was animal abuse. Now you probably again know where this is going. So again, search them at your own free will. I don't know if many of them are available, but I have seen them before on YouTube and I did see them at the time. So I think this kicked off probably when I was at university. So this was between maybe 2014 to 2016 um, was when this was popular. And it progressively worsened to the point at which people were swallowing in their drinks live mice, live chicks and live fish to basically get one up on the people that they'd been nominated by. See, I now, remember this now, but only the fish. Yeah. I didn't realise the other ones. Yeah, it. it I'm, and again, I actually do remember some of these videos circulating the likes of Twitter and Facebook at the time, and they actually were horrific. And I just think to myself, what actually does drive you to the point to think that that's just generally okay? Like, I can think of no situation in my, my daily life where I'd want to like to swallow a live mouse, let alone put it on the internet. And, <laughs> See, and, um, and, for, and for me, do what you want to yourself. But once you start bringing animals into it, that, that's just... Yeah, that's, again, that's it, line, it, you've crossed it. You've crossed it. Yeah, this is what I mean. And I just don't understand that. Because if you want to, yeah, mix some raw eggs and put some Tabasco sauce in your pint of Guinness and then chug it, absolutely fine. Okay, do what you want. But again, it it got to the point where there were some really, really horrific examples. And again, similarly, this is another one that YouTube um, as an entity banned all references to at some point. I mean, there's obviously videos that slipped through the net, but again, they they tried their best ultimately to stop it. And again, it kind of begs the question, whose responsibility is it to stop these social media trends becoming dangerous? Is it the responsibility of somebody like Twitter, someone like Facebook, someone like YouTube to turn around and just start blanket banning these videos? Or is there an individual responsibility? Because I think if we've leave if we're leaving it to individuals, you ultimately get to the point where someone either dies or someone either does something illegal. Because that's where all of these have gone so far. Yeah, you see that's that's a difficult one because the challenges in and of themselves and at their base level are fine. Yeah. Apart- um, I think uh, other than the, the bird box and the, the blackout one, I think um, what have we said, I think the planking, I think it's fine depending on how you do it. I think the, you know, the bird box, if you were doing it sort of around a house or trying to navigate through an office or something, it could be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, the, the drinks, okay, there's an element about at some point you you just know that the drinks are going to be up, up the ante. So rather than a pint or a shot, it's going to be, right, mix a bo- half a bottle of vodka with a bottle of tequila or something. Yeah. But do you stop? How, how can you ban something almost before it's got dangerous and and do you stop something because you fear it might do? That That's then where it becomes a difficult blurred line. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I mean, again, YouTube have really been the platform that from all of the research that I'd done and, and what I'd looked at, who had ultimately taken the first step to try and get these things taken down. Because I get, I guess that's what the thing is. Ultimately, people are incentivized to take it further because people always want to look for the next extreme. So people are looking for yeah. how mad can this this challenge be? And ultimately, the person that makes it as mad as it could possibly be is ultimately the person that gets the most clout, I think is the word that is the youth are using nowadays well, yeah well, well that's it it's exactly it's all about chasing the likes isn't it yeah yeah chasing the the likes. and so this is what i mean at what point does a company have to turn around and take some responsibility to say you are legitimately facilitating 
this being a trend because you have to remember as well most of the instances of these social media trends where you look at the choking game when you look at the deaths and the injuries that have resulted of that most of them are under the age of kind of 14 15 and again these are being facilitated by platforms like tiktok like twitter like instagram is there a point at which they need to take some responsibility to say right this is something that we're not going to allow on the platform because we can't have it becoming any more of a trend than it might already be firstly i want to say the owner should be on people to not be so stupid. Um, yeah, you've got, you've yeah, got to think it's true. common sense has got to take part. But then what you just said at the end there is quite interesting. That, did you say they're under 14? Yeah, so the ones from the choking game, the majority of the people that have been seriously injured stroke have died from that are actually yeah under the ages of between 14, 16. They're all younger than that kind of age range. Yeah, so they're kids. And, you, you know, even us, uh, myself and even yourself, when when you were kids, there was there were sort of challenges and and stupid game or dares that you'd hear and it would go around the playground or around the school. Um, they just weren't on YouTube or because we didn't have it at the time. Yeah. They weren't on YouTube <laughs> or social media. So I think kids can be pulled into it or or go along with it without necessarily understanding uh, the the danger. But then at what point does a, a YouTube or a TikTok say right? Well, what could be a harmless challenge? We can't allow that on yeah. on the platform, yeah. which is why I say for me that that choking one is so different to all the others. Though that that's the thing for me. Like for me, that feels dangerous, even if, if even if, without the 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 need to chase a better high, basically on on the yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a dangerous one because you're trying to you're trying to knock yourself out. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, so, yeah. So so that feels like it's encouraging and. If you can't see where that's going to go, then I think that that the onus is on people and the the platforms. Something like the um, I'm laughing at the milk milk crate one. I, I think now I have seen some pictures. Yeah, it's silly and it is dangerous. I think the the person who's doing it, the the onus is on them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. To be fair, however. I've got two other examples. And again, I'm going to throw something slightly different in because these are challenges that have kind of been exacerbated by celebs, basically, okay. not celebs, by social media personalities, characters, people that are popular on social media. Those pesky so, celebs. <laughs> one of them is, again, we don't call them this in the UK, but it's been referred to the Tide Pod Challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah, you remember yeah, yeah. this one? Yeah, yeah. Now, Tide yeah. Pods are obviously like those little like laundry detergent tablet things that you yeah. get and you throw in with your washing. And the Tide Pod Challenge was essentially people just eating these things of detergent, basically. I, I don't know. There, See, there, was that actually know, true so then? Was it actually true then? I thought it was almost like an urban... urban no, no, no. <laughs> this was a legit thing because I've actually got statistics on it from America of the amount of people that were reported to the US poison control. <laughs> Um, that were all kids that basically did this so it was first discussed on the internet in 2013 and this was due to Tide Pod's resemblance to kind of sweets yeah they're kind yeah, of like yeah, colored yeah. like purple and red and orange well, and dishwasher tablets they do and they smell yeah, they yeah. smell nice and they do yeah, look yeah exactly so you know may, maybe if you were kind of you know super super young and didn't distinguish the difference you, you would probably get them confused and this is actually true because this has happened a lot so US Poison Control reported that 10,500 children younger than five were exposed to Tide Pods in 2016, with 220 teenagers also in 2016. Now, obviously, the exposures are just the ones that have been reported because obviously treatment has been required because, as you can imagine, it's washing, washing powder, basically. It's actually quite dangerous. 
Now, this was also exacerbated by YouTubers who went online and, again, did the challenge. Similarly, YouTube went on and tried to remove as many of them as they could. But again, they still exist on the internet, garnering like hundreds of thousands to millions of views. Now, the majority of the people that were actually injured or attempted it were, again, kind of under the ages of 18. So they were kids, basically, the ones that were mm. trying it. And obviously, just by looking at the statistics, it was teenagers that were, again, the majority of the ones that were, were doing it. Now, Tide Pods have been linked to 10 deaths as of 2018, um, either in toddlers or actually older people with dementia who don't play into this because they've evidently eaten them by accident, essentially. Yeah, and I think some um, of the toddlers probably would have been. Yeah, again, by accident. Yeah, yeah. But when you look again at what's been happening with it, it was a case of somebody trying to jump on a social media bandwagon to get views. But ultimately, it was someone then trying to garner views from people that were vulnerable in the form of kids to get them to attempt to repeat this challenge. So again, there's a number of YouTubers, and I won't name any names because I don't want to give anybody any extra clout because of this yeah. absolutely moronic yeah. challenge. Yeah. Um, don't eat washing detergent, anyone. Um, but again, how responsible then are these people as a result of spreading that challenge? Are, are they, as individuals, knowing that their viewer audiences are young, kind of again, between the ages of probably what is like 12 and kind of 18, are they kind of partly to blame for spreading of challenges like that that ultimately can can potentially kill people? Yeah, I think, again, one like that is inherently stupid, right? Because you wouldn't, and I almost don't want to suggest things, but you wouldn't pick up a bottle of bleach or, you know, the, any other chemical. You wouldn't start doing that for fun, right? Yeah. And necking that. So I think there is a, an onus of responsibility, if especially if, you are someone of reputation. Yeah. So I think you can't stop people because the thing is, you can upload a video to TikTok, YouTube, whatever. There's millions and millions of people using it, right? How can you stop anything being uploaded? But I think you've got responsibility, surely, as someone of celebrity or, or fame to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because people will copy that. And, and again, it's, it's treading a line between oh, you know, we should be allowed to do what we want. Yeah, I get that. But this, you wouldn't do, nobody would do this normally. This is, an, this is a crazy challenge again. Do you know what the difference is with this one? I think with this one, without the internet, this trend isn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't just randomly, again, back in, well, okay, maybe my very early days when I was very young or your slightly less slightly earlier days when you didn't have the internet um i don't think that you would have just walked into your living room with your mum and your dad sat there and just decided to eat a washing up liquid tablet just for the sake of making them laugh no exactly this is what i mean and so ultimately it's just because of the clout that you potentially might get online yeah. this is ultimately why it's become a thing and and the thing is and i remember it in the papers and you've just quoted figures there are people that have genuinely died or been injured through yeah. this that as not part of the challenge so it's again it's an inherently dangerous thing to do yeah and i think that this one again is specifically a dangerous challenge that has come about just directly as a result of social media because again like i said i just can't see this one being a thing and the final one that i've got to talk about which in and of itself the title of the challenge sounds stupid because this one is called 
the fire challenge. Okay, well, you've not mentioned the obvious one. I thought you would, but I've, go on. What's oh, this no, I'm going to need to hear the obvious one now because I took a couple and I wanted to get different styles as well. So the fire challenge I've seen referred to in two different ways. There's one of them that's slightly stupid and then there's one that's outstandingly stupid. So I'll start <laughs> with the slightly stupid one first. Now, this was started, again, not to name names, by a TikToker with a rather large following. I think as of recording this, he's probably got 2 million, video, two million um, TikTok followers. And it was basically someone spraying hairspray on a mirror in different shapes and then lighting it on fire to make pretty <laughs> things in their bathroom. Now, again, why you think that your bathroom needs to be the set of a New yeah, Year's Eve? why a mirror? Display? Why the bathroom? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. But again, each to their own, I guess. However, again, in terms of injuries, um, one of the most recent ones that I could find was that it was a in this it was this May. Um, it was a 13 year old girl in Oregon, again in the States, ended up in an intensive care unit with severe burns as a result of it going oh. wrong and found at the scene of the fire, I guess, was basically like an open bottle of like an alcohol type spirit thing that had been yeah, used. Yeah. Evidently, it's gone wrong and she's basically set herself on fire. Um, that's the one with the mirror. And then the other one that I've seen is basically people, st- and there is no way to describe this in a way that doesn't sound idiotic. It's nuts. This one is basically taking a flammable material and setting yourself on fire with it. See, that is, yeah. Why? That's yeah, the one, one word people, why. Yeah. I've seen people stood in showers attempting this challenge. And what they do is they pour, do you know, like the hand sanitizer, for instance, is really yeah. flammable basically pouring stuff like that all over themselves, setting them on fire and then attempting to put themselves out. And I'm like, this is absolutely nuts. And again, in my mind, another one that only exists because of social media. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of like think evolution would have kind of bred this kind of thing out of people (laughs) by now. But for me, again, you see, it's it's like, yes, that is inherently dangerous, right? Setting yourself on fire. But again, the the problem I have with it is it filters down to the children who have probably got no no visibility of the maybe the safety precautions that some of the older people would be taking? Like yeah, you said, yeah. not not be, you know doing it in the shower is fine. It goes wrong, quickly put the shower on, right? <laughs> well, it's not well I'm hoping that's what they've. <laughs> I'm hoping that's what they've done it for. Um, but once it gets down into the minds and and, and the hands of kids, they they're probably not seeing the. The, what, the the forethought of what could go wrong and how yeah. to prepare for if it goes wrong. And that's why it's, it's the tragedy for the children. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. What I find with all of these challenges is they all kind of rely on... I don't want to use the word vulnerable, but kids are vulnerable in terms of influence, obviously. And so it kind of relies on vulnerable people in the form of children attempting to repeat this challenge to give the original creator of a potential video again, more viewership, because then it's kind of stemmed from that. And keeping your challenge going means that you get more retweets, you get more likes, you get more views. And that that's the biggest problem that I see with all of these trends is ultimately, they're targeted, targeted at a particular audience. And from the examples that we've read, the majority of the victims or, or people that, that ultimately end off worse are kids who are vulnerable, who potentially don't know any better, because they, they just don't. Well, don't, don't know any better. And also probably haven't got, like I said, the the age behind them or experience behind them to understand where people aren't maybe not being not being honest isn't the right word but but like I said where some people are older people are doing it probably got a lot of precautions around them or backups in case anything goes wrong um even if it is just a mate with a a towel or something to to, to chuck on them yeah 
Yeah, it's forethought and it's planning as well. But th- but this is the thing when I, when I looked again, it because it, even when I think when I was younger and planking was a thing, like it did start out as genuinely like quite a funny trend with people planking on yeah, bins yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah, and then the papers got a hold of it and it was people on planes or on tarmac on the a1 in the middle of the motorway and then all of a sudden it picks up very quickly and gets very dangerous very quickly and again like i said you, you just see examples of people essentially hurting themselves I'm, I'm proud to say that i've not attempted any of these trends um <laughs> I, I don't know if i plan to hopefully not I, I can't see myself like i said either setting myself on fire or blindfolding myself and driving down the motorway anytime soon but maybe, maybe we'll do it for a tiktok <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't mention the ice bucket challenge because that was a huge one, wasn't it? You know what? The, yeah. the, do you know what? Because I, I was going to talk about the ice bucket challenge, but the ice bucket challenge again, in terms of social media trend, is a good I guess example. That was a of how good one, actually. That, that was a good one. How we do it in good. the good side of it? Yeah, actually, yeah, no, this you're is right. what I mean. So ultimately, it was a thing of you know, it, it was a social media trend that never really went too far and was for a good cause, and so that's yeah. kind of a good example of how it probably should be done. And that was and that was also one where children got involved as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, it's something that you could do safely and there was never any issue with it in reality. Like people did get diggers out and that sort of thing and start pouring ice over them. But again, controlled environments. So I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't be angry at that. And I said that earlier that as kids, we've all probably done stupid things as well. We just didn't film them and they didn't then become, um, not scams, they didn't become viral, viral trends like... You know, the old gas taps in the science labs at school and um, <laughs> deodorant cans with lighters. I'm not saying whether I sort of did that or not, but, you know, the, the old impromptu yeah, flamethrower. Yeah. But, but now you're seeing them, like like we mentioned in our um, in our last episode, you know, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube is a normal form of, of entertainment viewing or a normal part of life for a lot of people now. So you see something on there. And you think, well, I'm going to do that, or I can do that. Well, you know what, as well, because it kind of leads on a little bit to my next point in, in, in terms of kind of chasing the next high. Mm. So I've obviously kind of grown up in social media era where social media has been really easily accessible to me from when I was a kid until present day when I'm much older. And I've got a lot of a couple of social media scandals, which I think, again, have all kind of stemmed from people trying to be the next big stroke controversial thing. Okay. Now, one of them that I imagine you've heard of, because you probably couldn't have not heard of it, was Logan Paul. Yep, yep. Um, Yeah, obviously it's with reference to the Japanese forest, which has an association with suicide. And he essentially went in, filmed this vlog um, and found somebody um, in this forest. Um, He basically put this vlog out laughing and joking about suicide and that sort of thing. And then it was a humongous scandal. Again, it made proper mainstream news, which is obviously strange for kind of Internet celebrities to get there. But again, it was kind of another illustration of what extent are people going to to chase like the next most shocking thing? Because I need to put content out and social media is 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 everything that I live for because I am social media. Because, again, when you look at Logan Paul, that's that's what he is started on Vine or whatever it was, moved to YouTube. His entire career is social media. And it's a case of how far are people really willing to go to try and become the next, the biggest, the most controversial, the funniest, whatever it might be. And what are they actually willing to sacrifice in terms of morals and what is actually the right thing to do in order to get there? Well, in an age where you can see anything you want, pretty much, it is that thing that stands out or, or the person that tries to stand out. 
and 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 like you said, that probably what clouds the judgment. Now, yeah, that Logan Paul one. Like I said, I know the story, but I don't know exactly. But yeah, I think you mentioned it. Is it not the fact, almost not that he was almost trying to do a story on it, but was mocking it, wasn't it? And, yeah, and yeah. About so it. And it, I think that's where yeah. the difference is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Ultimately, he, he, you know, again, there could have been a million ways to go about that situation, and he picked the single worst way to go about it. But again, he picked the single worst way to go about it because it's like, well this is what I'm here to, this is what I'm actually here to do. That's ultimately, and that's the sick thing about it. That's what he was really there to do. Ultimately, that video, when he first made it, probably went exactly as as he wanted it to go because that's exactly what he wanted. Because otherwise, why would you be there making a video? He's not doing a documentary like, you know, like, on on the statistics and on you know on what actually goes on and what has done over the course of a number of years in that place he's gone there for the sake of making a 15 minute youtube vlog and he's literally got exactly what he wanted for content and this is the thing i just think that the chasing of trying to be controversial trying to be like it drives people to a point where they do horrifically immoral things and again Who's responsible for it? Is it the platform responsible for not allowing that person to be a thing? Because again, when we look at it now, it's pretty much impossible to cancel people on social media, really. I mean, on a real level, when you look at Logan Paul, I mean, he's just come off of his boxing fight with Floyd Mayweather. He's got more followers on the internet than he's ever had before. In reality, he's kind of got off scot-free with it. And it's a little bit mad to think that you can kind of do that when you've actively chosen and made a choice to do something like that. I, I don't know. Well, I think it's because you do an apology video, you do an apology tweet, you wait a little bit of time, and then you come back with a different video and everyone then forgets. Yeah, I think yeah. in this age of fire and forget videos and it's just yeah. the next content, the next drop, it, it gets forgotten. Well, this is the thing as well, because I, you know, I'd kind of respect it more if people came out and just tried to be honest about it and said, you know what? I made a really serious mistake in the fact of I actually intend that's what I intended to do I just didn't appreciate yeah do you know what I mean in terms of rather than turning around and saying oh my god I'm so sorry I made such a terrible mistake I didn't mean to do it no you absolutely 100% intended to do exactly what you did what you're gonna have to do is own it (laughs) yeah because you wouldn't accidentally come across a wood known for that find a body and then mock it yeah and then put a video out which has been fully edited for 15 minutes it's it, it, you absolutely intended to do that so say that that's what you intended to do and then yeah, move yeah. on from it from there but again it's it's weird because again like like i said the power of social media when you look at the people that were putting out the bloody tide pod videos and all of these videos egging it on there's no repercussion for that and that's the thing like at that point does it need to be social media companies that step in but but do you think it's a fact that I don't know how so he had what he said two million. No, how many followers? He's probably, he's probably got a hell of a lot more than. Oh, that, right? he's got tens of millions of followers. I can have a quick look. But say you've got twenty million followers, right? Just for example, you might do something like that, and you might lose what two or three million followers. But yeah. a lot of your followers are going to stay. Yeah, yeah. And are we at are we at that point now where because the ones I, I I can't remember exactly all the stories, but it was PewDiePie. I know. It was more he was being hit by some of his sponsors, wasn't it? And I think yeah, yeah. that's the difference. You do something on TV or a program does something or a football team and it's almost like, you know, because let's, let's face it, I know we're talking about potentially doing a thing about scandals and celebrities in the future, but it's all about the bottom line of whether you lose face with sponsorships or investors. That's what makes or breaks people or reputations. So the fact is, if you've got 20, 30, 40 million followers and you lose 
10% of those where you still got the other 90% who are backing you up. Yeah. And and, and the thing is as well, again, it, it it just doesn't ever stop that chase to be more controversial. And, and that's where the kind of issue lies with me when you look at social media and where kind of the negative lies with it is, again, there's no, there's nothing to really yeah. decentivize yeah. people chasing the next high because ultimately if you do it and people don't like it it doesn't matter because it's forgotten because it moves too quickly do you know what i mean that that's kind of the big issue that maybe I i'm just too jaded after all these years but it's like especially after the last two years isn't it just nice sometimes seeing a nice kind video on tiktok <laughs> that's something that makes yeah. you smile genuinely that makes you <laughs> yeah. feel good about being a person those are what we want to see more of. Because again, I mean, you mentioned PewDiePie as well, and he was one of the creators that was down on my platform. And I've only used them because, again, they're huge creators, basically. Um, and he had a couple of scandals. There was one where he used racist language, and then there was another one where he was on Fiverr. Do you know what the website Fiverr is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I remember and now, it was yeah. basically like the anti-Semitism claims that were obviously brought about as a result of what he'd asked somebody to put up on a sign. And again, it's kind of like, Right, with that joke, what he's done is he's chased the thrill of having the most controversial joke. Again, I think this isn't in my notes, but Shane Dawson is, again, another internet social media personality who has been absolutely lambasted for jokes that he's made as a result of, yeah, he wanted really dark, controversial humour, and he's just continuously chased the next most controversial thing. And it's like, are we actually... Are we using social media to find content or, or or kind of promote content that we like? Or are we just looking for somebody who will do the next dumbest shit, basically? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's one of two things. Because what's interesting is, for, for me, it's like the PewDiePie at the time was massive. So didn't need to be controversial or do anything crazy yeah. because it was huge anyway. But is it almost as well that do they get bored and think, right, what? do i do to push the envelope but rather than doing something massively creative they do something massively irresponsible yeah 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 or, or something again that someone should say to them yeah do you, do you think that's actually a good idea you know i've seen this written down now maybe we should like you know put it put it in a drawer and come back to it a couple of hours later you know what that's a good point as well because in my mind i've just thought to myself irresponsible is easier than creative yeah, to be to to be and to do something irresponsible is ultimately it's it's easier to do that than it is to be creative with a new idea and ultimately try and push something that you might be good at as opposed to just being controversial for the sake of it. Yeah. And again, it kind of links to the trends. Like it's again just a progressive train that gets worse and worse and worse until you hit massive yeah. scandal. Then everyone ultimately gets over it, and then it's next trend. It's a bit like with these public prank videos that were going around online do you ever remember i can't remember what youtubers were responsible for it i think one of them was that russian guy was his name vitali or something anyway he basically did pranks where he dressed up in like white like robes with a briefcase ran up to people and just dropped the briefcase next to them and ran he was basically doing like bomb prank videos and then he dressed up as like a russian gangster and he was saying stuff like oh it's your life 60 seconds and then we just run and again it's like yeah, I understand public prank videos. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like um, the difference to me is the difference between impractical jokers. Like when you look at public pranks on impractical jokers, they're all kind of, the joke is really them. They are the punchline. Yeah, Whereas when you look exactly, at the way yeah. the YouTube pranks went and social media pranks went, it was the fear of the person randomly being videoed was the punchline. And See, that's and the big problem that I have with that. Yeah, and that's exactly what, what I think. Like I said, maybe I'm missing the 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 thing the joke of it but it's like 
once you start targeting the public for mean stuff or cruel stuff, I think, again, that's step the line because you just don't know some people what, what they're going through, what, how, yeah. you know, what, what their makeup is. And, and I, I think cheap, cheap views at the expense, at, at, at the mean expense of, of people, the cruel expense of people, again, I, I just don't have time for that. Because that's the thing, again, when you look at it, but again, it's, it's, it's a case of who's responsible for it. So when you look at Impractical Jokers, we can accept that that program as a, as a program, the, the punchline is ultimately the four blokes that are on that program, right? They are the punchline. But when you look at that, it's obviously got directors and people that sign off ideas because it needs checks and balances. Whereas when you look at social media, there is nothing that is there for that. So a single creator yeah. feels like he can get away with a prank like that because there's no one to do checks and balances yeah. on him. Yeah, but to play or devil's her. advocate, yeah, to play devil's advocate a little bit here, not about the last bit, but we, we say about some of the outrageous stuff that happens. Now, there's a fine line between that and comedians because comedians, especially kind of over here in the UK, we've got some that really do, <laughs> really do cross the line. Well, I say cross the line, maybe in my view, but almost nothing is, is this the right way of saying it? Nothing is off limits. There isn't anything that's off limits for a lot of yeah, these yeah. comedians. And some find some jokes really poor taste. So is it a case of, because TikTok is still seen as potentially, it is in the hands of children, whereas a comedian, it's after nine o'clock at night. It's a show you have to go to and it's over 18s only. Um, and you know when you're signing up to go to watch that comedian generally what they're about. Whereas on social media, you could just be flicking through the For You page and it might come up Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you didn't buy into that. Is that the problem? Yeah, that's the thing because when you look at, again, TV and when you look at, like we just talked about comedians, again, you know exactly what you are getting when you go to watch that television program or when you go and watch that comedian because there are checks and balances that have to be done even going into it. You need to be 18 to go and see ex-comedian. You probably know, I know what style Jimmy Carr is like. I know what style... Peter Kay's like they are very different comedians and you know what you're going to get with each of them when you sign up to go one to one of their shows but again like you say when it comes to social media there is no barrier you just get the most extreme if you want it and and again I think that's where the problem lies yeah yeah it's, it's interesting isn't it it's interesting because again we, we we've said this throughout a couple of our podcasts but it's the beauty and also the danger of of modern modern technology and modern sort of uh you know social media is is fantastic but there is that element of of danger or unpredictability around it yeah yeah and this is the thing i, I just think that where where even with social media and how i've come to learn about how social media ultimately works and how it's changed over the course of my lifetime i've just seen it get way more extreme and it's actually been a really really quick turnaround with that I do want to, because I've just realised the time, I do want to move on to a couple of things I said. <laughs> when we chose Dark Side of Social Media, I kind of looked at it as as myself and, and what have I seen the changes. So cyberbullying, you know, we've seen so many stories of that in, in the press here. I mean, bullying has always been around from day one, right? So I'm not going to say bullying doesn't exist, but I kind of remember when I was at, at school age, once you left school, that was it. You, you were kind of in your own home, but I can only imagine now looking at your phone, which you think is um is 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 like your your means of escape to maybe see people piling on you and trolling you, and you see it now in terms of even 
with celebrities or people on on Twitter or or, or Facebook, the pylons that happen. Yeah, if someone says something that you know might not even be outrageous. It may just be um, something that someone doesn't agree with, and the pylons that happen that it, on, on social media is unreal. And and again, when you look at it, I mean, it, uh, even in Britain, with kind of celebrities that again would really only be predominantly known in the UK. I mean, when you look at in terms of comments and social media comments. They've been linked to a number of suicides as well in the UK. Just as of recent years, yeah. there's loads of social media celebs. Again, I'm reluctant to name names specifically because you don't want to kind of draw attention to all of these instances of people bullying people online. But again, there's been a lot of social media celebrities, again, where you look at the factors as to the reasons why people have ultimately committed suicide and you look at the abuse that they've been getting in the recent months and, and the months leading up to it. And, and that's kind of been primary factor leading up leading up to their deaths and, and and again it's kind of it goes unchecked doesn't it whereas at school you had the ability to turn around and you know if you wanted to go and tell a teacher you could I'm sure that lots of people didn't I, I never did <laughs> but but you know with, with social media there there's a report button yeah that's great but in reality a person could pop up with another account and they become a different person anyway two seconds later so exactly, it, it's kind exactly. Of redundant. but it's more I think you know I feel for the people imagine if you're bullied at school and then like I said you get home and you look at Twitter and people are targeting you on Twitter or Facebook, you, you yeah. know, you're being run. It's, it's just the fact that technology has made that kind of behavior almost 24 seven. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and kind of, we see it, you know, maybe not so much bullying, but we've seen, um, like I, I did a mass unfollowing recently. I, I, I go through phases where I kind of, I follow loads of people and things because I, I sometimes I like to, to either be challenged or follow people that maybe I don't necessarily agree with. But one of the ones I followed recently was Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just, again, it's just not, it, but it's, take him out of, out, of, out of it as well. But it's just the, the toxicity around the people that they'd retweet or talk about it. And, and it's just something I didn't need in my life when I'm reading Twitter, trying to find what the, the latest uh, football news is or what the latest game news is. It's, it's just that, that, that mentality. And, and for you say your thing, Twitter and, and Facebook, well, it's more Twitter really, isn't it? I mean, it can be so toxic. So that's what I've done is my unfollowings have been to try to take out, even in football, you know, the, the rivalries in football. I've unfollowed a load of accounts because I don't want that element of it I love football, but I don't like that toxicity that surrounds yeah. it. And the, the thing that sums up social media for me is, have you seen that video of the dogs who are barking at each other either side of a, a gate? And they're really going at each other. And then the gate, it's an, it's, an, it's an electric gate. It opens, so they're at each other's face. And they just walk away from each other. You know, so, <laughs> It's like when the gate is closed, they're I've really at each other. The gate opens and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> So that that to me is people on social media, I think. Yeah, and, and do you know what? Again, the only thing that I was going to add to that is it's difficult now because, again, I similarly went through like a mass unfollow on my personal Twitter account because I thought to myself, I was like, I can't be dealing with all of this because every it could have been anything. It could have been a video of a dog or a video of puppies or kittens or something. But if you open the thread, there would have been an argument in the comments about something. Yeah. Breed yeah. a cat is this? What colour is the dog? Or there would have been an argument, even again, if it was under like a football post with there's an argument under every single thread. And I just yeah, think to myself, yeah. like, why are we actively turning around to choose to use this platform to just have a go at randomers or have a go at people that you know for no apparent reason? And again, it just, it just makes no sense that's to me. Actually, that's, that's spot on. Because like I said to you, I used to 
you know, sometimes you might follow someone and at the time they're fine and then you might then not like them, hence why I often follow some people. And, and like I said, even uh, at the time, I think years ago, like Piers Morgan, it felt okay. He was, he was tweet about football and some headlines. It then became, it, like you said, it's almost like, is it just going for the shock value now? And I hated yeah. that. So I'm yeah. following. But what you said is spot on because it's like often I will open, I don't know, let's say there's an Xbox post. I love Xbox. Hi, Microsoft. It'll be something like the new Halo game. And then you'll have someone coming, Xbox shit, PlayStation much better. It's like, so you've had to actively open up or follow a Microsoft account or a Microsoft fan account or actually open up that tweet. Take the time to type out a message, submit it. Why can't you just move on? Why, why is it? Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like you said, people just want to have a fight, it feels like. It's just yeah, tiring. I don't, know. I don't know if, again, maybe it's because it's a bit like the, 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 the dog video that you just talked about. Maybe it's because it gives people the opportunity to be brave and the yeah. opportunity to have a fight just because they want a release. Like keyboard some warriors. Sort of like, keyboard yeah, warriors. it is. Yeah. And, and, and this is the thing. I just, I can't, I, I don't know. Again, similarly, I've never been in that position because I've never used social media like that. But maybe I just can't be asked. No, but, I but can't that's be the aggro. But, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you expect it in certain walks of life. If you're following certain political things, you'd expect to get the, the, the opposite view to you. I expect in football, especially in, in this country, because football is so primal here. But like when you're getting it in like gaming as well, and it's like, geez, do, do you know, I mean, maybe I just got to go back to, to like reading books. Sorry. So, so that was a quick thing. The, the other thing was uh, I wanted to talk about was fake news. Um, so that's obviously been big in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. That I, I think is dangerous. And again, I think it's because, you know, we've said people see challenging and, and copy it. I think a lot of people do take everything they read on social media to be true and legit yeah i agree you know from a a uk perspective the big one in the last few years was brexit and all the kind of claims both sides leave and leave and remain and there's rumors of you know sort of foreign powers getting involved and and bots creating posts to try sway political opinions one way or another and again maybe it's a it's a generational thing where i didn't grow up with it but i've had it for many years now so i've seen you know both sides but if you've grown up with it do you take that as legitimate news yeah yeah well that's the thing as well and do you know what the problem is with social media is because social media is so different to the way that you would have previously consumed news so when you look at social media now you see even the big news networks have all got twitter accounts but they post a single picture with an article and it is one title and that's it and i feel like not many people actually get past that single title and actually click into an article to read what's actually been written and again that's i think what 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 i've seen the problem to be especially with the spreading of fake news you look at it and people are so quick because social media moves so quickly and there's no checks and balances people see a headline and all of a sudden like that's all i need to know because that's the news for today yeah you do just skim the headlines don't you in, in yeah, Facebook. yeah but also it should be the same as anything especially if it's something important you've got to take it from a number of sources, right? So like, for example, even the BBC, you shouldn't just read the BBC reporting of it. You want to take in, I don't know, The Guardian or or The Express. It's not just about one specific view. You know, coronavirus recently, obviously still going through it. There was was loads of posts. I I remember even seeing it about, uh, and again, not saying here, 
whether you should be pro or, or anti-vaccine, but loads of things about, you know, why you should or shouldn't have it. Cures, I'm sure, I, I think I saw some posts early on saying that it's fine because garlic is known to cure it. Um, <laughs> so if people are actually taking garlic in the hope that they're going to stop catching that. Again, it's just the fact that for something as huge as coronavirus, people can make joke posts or what they think are legitimate posts on and people will read it and, and believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know what, as well, I think that coronavirus is as as exacerbated, but has also really illustrated where the problem is. Because again, people are... So, and, and you know what, I don't know whether or not it's as well, because we talked about, you know, not you shouldn't get your news from one source and one source alone. I think that's very true. But is it because social media gives us access to the news sources that give us the information that we want to hear as opposed to the information that we need to hear? And that's where the problem is as well. Yeah, exactly. Because I was literally thinking that before, if you were just looking at the news, that was all you got. But now, like you said, on Twitter, Facebook, etc., you follow what you want to follow, not what necessarily you should follow. So yeah. what's it called? It's like you put yourself in an echo chamber, I think it's called, where you just surround yourself with this, the beliefs you believe in and the stuff you want to hear. Because this is the thing as well, because, it, again, you know, we've both gone on mass unfollowing sprees. Um, and sorry if you're listening to this and I'm no longer your friend on Facebook. <laughs> it's not personal. Oh, um, I'm just going to check now. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm, all, I'm safe. All right, cheers. But again, it's, it's kind of why I unfollowed a load of people on Facebook as well is because, like, you were just seeing, like, pictures of like random statistics with no reference to them whatsoever, just randomly go up online. And I just thought to myself, where have you got this information from? Who's written it? Who's verified it? Why are you posting it with no context whatsoever? And it makes no sense because again, you always see, I used to see, now I don't because I I barely follow anyone. I used to see on Twitter a lot, you know, like um, 911 breaking news or whatever it was. Yeah, so these yeah, are like yeah. completely unverified news channels randomly putting out articles that are linked to websites that I have never, ever heard of in my life. And on this website, it's like said doctor says X, said doctor <laughs> says Y. Yeah. And I'm like, I have got no frame of reference for who in the hell these people actually are. Yeah, but again, people people just turn around and accept it. They're like, "Oh yeah, but it's been posted on social media. I saw it on I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter." It's posted by a doctor, and there's a source to it. Yeah, but did you go to the source? Have you verified yeah, yeah. what the source is? Scams is another one. So it's something I've seen recently on my Facebook. So and and you can link it in with targeted advertising. So you know there is this thing that your your phones are listening to everything you do and following everything you look at, even outside of the platform itself. So. For example, like targeted advertising, you and I were talking about you wanting to buy, you, you've got into buying sort of classic football shirts, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember talking to you, you know, we were looking at Tottenham shirts and I, I was talking to you about the the um the one that I remember as a kid where they had Holston as a sponsor. And then I remember later on that afternoon looking at my Facebook and, they, and it was asking me, to, did I want to buy a Holston? Yeah, I remember shirt. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sent you the picture. And <laughs> there's been times when I know we've been talking about, I remember once when we were all together and talked to your dad, we, there was the article about the 50Ps here that are really valuable. You know, those. Yeah. Lim- and then on my, on my Facebook, it was all about, have you got this 50P? You know, it could be worth <laughs> pound signs, you know. And I was, I, I was thinking... Whilst I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with those, but I'm saying, again, it's just the fact that it is targeting. We've now got such a way into people's lives and and hitting their weak spots, potentially, that you're probably opening up more. And this leads into the what I say, scams. 
social media can now target people's weaknesses that's what i'm saying and, and their vulnerabilities and like um what i mean by scams is you know and i've mentioned before i i've got back into collecting vinyl records massively i love it i, I talk about it all the time i'm looking at websites and i've started seeing on my facebook timeline it was a video and i've subsequently found out it was they've nicked this video off youtube it was a genuine unboxing so it was like a beatles huge beatles box set of i think it was all their either all their albums and their singles but it was a massive box set which would be a few hundred pounds if you bought it it was advertising for like 60 or 70 quid i thought oh you know my first reaction was i'm gonna have a look at that but then you see it's got a funny shop name and then you come back to it later and there's another shop advertising the same product with the same video, but under a different name. Yeah. And then you see it again. And I was thinking, well, it's obviously it's obviously a scam. And then reading about it and looking about it, it is. It's, it's fake and they're just trying to get your details. But it's like even me, who's, who's quite savvy about scams, because the first thing I saw was something I really, really wanted. <laughs> the initial reaction was the eyes lit up. But then it takes a while to say, right, now, hold on. This can't be right. It's too good to be true. And it is. Well, the thing is, as well, like, I've, I've seen it as well where, um, I mean, specifically, I've seen it in like, um, do you know, like links that have gone round or like email kind of what would would have been sent as emails, but either to like Twitter DMs or links to say, oh, look, you know, it's a promotion for, you know, a Tesco supermarket or for Amazon vouchers. And it's like a link to a website to just put some details in and all of a sudden yeah, you get £10 yeah. voucher. And it's something that's set up to look like the right website. And all of a sudden you put your details in and somebody spent 6,000 of your hard-earned British pounds on, I don't know, drugs in <laughs> Colombia or something like that. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what happens. And, and the thing is as well, again, scams have just become such an easy thing to do on social media. And the links, again, everything's very, very convincing, like you said, with the record shop and that sort of thing. Because I've had a couple of the, like, the links to say, claim your free 10 quid for your local supermarket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I've looked at it and thought hang on a minute, that web address doesn't look right because it's got an extra dash in it where it shouldn't have. And then all of a sudden you realise, but the amount of people that must get done by stuff like that is, is unbelievable. But it's the fact that they can actually target things you're interested in or do, whereas when you get the random phone calls, like, you know, my mum's had one from, um, she had it from BT saying her her Windows computer was malfunctioning. She doesn't have a computer. She doesn't have the internet. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? So you can slam the yeah. phone down on that, you know, but these yeah. things are actually targeting you. Sorry, I, I want to speed through a couple of other things almost like the fake lifestyle and that was like the instagram influencers yeah yeah oh do you know what hang on a minute no because we will stick with this i know this will be a little bit of a long rep but we can't i, I feel like we can't Set, settle in listeners just just yeah make sure we'll, we'll put a cup of tea warning at the start of the episode <laughs> yeah. but but a really really good example of this is there was a scandal that happened i don't think it was long ago as well where there's like a private jet um studio in america yes, and a load, of instagram, yeah, a load of instagram models got caught using this private jet like studio when in actual fact they're just in some like grotty warehouse yeah yeah exactly i've, I've said that fake, fake photos show a lifestyle that isn't there people are looking at it and believing it and they're aspiring to that and and regretting that they can't have it and and exactly i've seen those photos yeah it's just a cutout of like a the cabin of a private jet isn't it and yeah, you just walk yeah. up some steps and you're in it's like a, a fairground <laughs> ride you walk up one side walk out the other it's like the, the ghost train or something filters filters and photoshop yeah edited almost picks, everything yeah. is filtered now which again in and of itself is fine but People are looking at these perfect photos all the time. And, and I think there's a lot of people that compare themselves. And the thing is, you can't because it filters. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know what? Just something to link to that as well, because again, this was something that happened. Well, I, I don't know if it's happened again in America, but again, was really quite prominent in the UK, and it was a lot of social media stars. Again, lots of people that had all been done for photoshopping photographs, who were then promoting. Do you know, like diet drinks and diet pills, oh, yeah, 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 and like slimming shakes and that sort of thing. And I just thought to myself, I was like, who is actually regulating you? Because you lot have gone out and evidently had plastic surgery done and you edit your photographs and now you're trying to push to your predominantly probably under 25 audience diet pills when in actual fact you're fully enhanced in terms of in a you, you've, you've had plastic surgery done and you've also then edited your photographs as well. I just think that that is horrifically immoral. But again, people buy into it because they've bought into the lifestyle of a person that they've been shown. So there's no reason to not believe this person because this person looks amazing and they look fantastic. So if they use this product, I have to use it because I will look like them. And again, I just think what it does is it preys on people that are vulnerable and there is no check for it because these people are leading fake lives and getting away with it. And it is also the the people that are literally just living through their Instagram accounts you know it is just pitch to them out and about it, it, it's it's almost like where's the real person yeah yeah the other thing i had about instagram is you know we've seen loads of stories over here about wanting stuff free from shops or or, or meals or restaurants and then threatening the owners <laughs> yeah. i mean ask for it i'm not saying don't but the fact then you're threatening the, the the restaurant or the the business owner if you don't get your freebie or your free meal i mean that that is what I think is crossing the line, not the, even the audacity for asking for it, because that's fair game, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. You've got to try your luck. If you don't ask, you don't get. But if you don't get, you can't moan. Yeah, yeah, or, or don't threaten to ruin the business. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I've seen instances where it's been, like, businesses that have either provided, like, you know, care products, like beauty products, or, again, like you say, like, meals, and then all of a sudden there's been DMs that have been exposed on Instagram where someone turns around and says, well, you know, if I get X for free, I can just put loads of reviews up for you, and, you know, I could share you with my followers, but you know that if you don't do this, my followers can also do the opposite. And I'm like, that is horrific, because, again, if you're purporting to live such a lifestyle, number one, why do you need it for free to begin with? Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Right to, to, to get it, and if you like it, you should promote it. But, again, it's like using social media as an excuse to turn around and be abhorrent. And, again, I can't get on board with that either. Yeah, because why not use that power for good, like all the, yeah, super, exactly. all the good superheroes? Because why not go to a business, buy something from them, buy that meal, and why not bump their status if you liked it, if you enjoyed it? Why, why not Why not share some of that and, and help someone else out? Because, again, you're probably going to get the freebies after you do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like <laughs> you said, which is, oh, don't, here we go. We're going to go off tangents. It's always like, you know, the, the stars when they go to the Oscars and they get those bags full of iPads and stuff like that. They're the people that don't need the bags full of iPads. <laughs> and <laughs> The bags to the people waiting outside. Yeah, yeah they, they don't need, anyway, that's a different, that's a different episode. Instagram, and I, I can't remember the story fully, but there was a couple who go around the world and they go traveling. And they basically then started asking their followers for money to help fund the next stage of their, their traveling. And people were giving money. And I'm just thinking it's a um, it's an odd scenario where it's almost like people are, are hooked on. Is it voyeuristic, possibly? They're, they're hooked on a lifestyle that isn't theirs. It's almost like, is, is it a fantasy that they're living a life through someone else? And they get hooked on that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the storyline from, is it Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm going to say I haven't seen that because I generally am the last person that watches the film ever. 
<laughs> okay, well, just just for a bit of context, he kind of like lives the lifestyle of doctors and of, of airline pilots because he's he a, wants con, to get a con paid man for or something. Isn't he's he? a con yeah. man, and that's what it is. Do you know what it is? It feels like people are doing it, but they're exposing themselves to the world for what that is. But the people that have invested in them can't bear to not see them in that position. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's because on social media, like ultimately, the only reason you watch people or enjoy people on social media is because you have some form of investment in them. I yeah. watch particular YouTubers and I've invested time watching their videos. So as a result, I just like them for who they are. But again, I feel like that's where the problem lies. You invest too much time into these people and ultimately they can get away with doing things that are actually pretty crap. I would love to actually see or, or speak to someone. So say you're following one of these people, like one of those models who had the photo in the fake plane in the back <laughs> of a, a warehouse unit never not gonna what, be funny <laughs> yeah what what the a person who follows them believe you know believing everything they see and, and i don't mean that in a in a horrible way to be but i'd love to un, i'd love to know what 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 that does to you if you follow someone and then you see the the fakery yeah yeah some people probably just laugh it off and say oh well you know they are they are fortunate they, they probably just were having a laugh then but i wonder what that does to some people's sort of trust system but what I did want to finish on for me, and this is, I find this, this is where I think, what's the next evolution for life and social media, right? And we've said, we said before, it's all about chasing the likes, right? And the social status. Now, there's been a couple of TV programs that have played, played about with this theory or this topic. So have you, you, you've watched Black Mirror, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems so have you seen the episode called Nosedive? Um, I think it's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it, I think, hasn't it? Where it's a, it's set in a world where people can rate each other from one to five stars based yeah, on I've the seen that one. They've got like a social voting system almost. Yeah, but it's, it even impacts their socioeconomic status. So she was due to go to her friend's wedding, but because of, I think she has a few mishaps or accidents along the way, her rating drops so low that she her flight is cancelled, but she can't buy a seat an alternative flight with her current rating and <laughs> and then she has she causes a scene which puts her on something called double damage and subtracts a full point for 24 hours and because of that she can then only rent a car an old car to travel cross country which she can't even recharge when it runs out of power and then i think at the end she meets someone and i'm just looking this up yeah she meets someone who says that um, she used to care about their rating until her late husband was passed over for vital cancer cancer treatment because their scores were deemed not high enough. And then she felt much freer because she wasn't obsessing over ratings. And I was thinking, again, that is quite an extreme view. That is that not what we're doing on social media? It's if you get a lot of likes, if you stay with the, 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 the adrenaline rush that you that people are getting when they get a lot of likes. And if they don't get the likes, so, you know, are they devastated? And I was thinking, why haven't I got these likes? Yeah, that's the thing. It must be like a milestone thing because, again, a photo turns around, let's say a celebrity for the first time gets 100,000 likes, a million likes. All of a sudden it's like, wow, that got a million likes. You post your next photo and it's only done half of that. You think there must be something wrong. There must be something wrong. What have I done wrong? And in reality, it's true. We look at a person on social media if we see a celeb and I turn around and I'm just like, what? how many likes did they get? Okay, they've got 10 million followers, but only half a million people like their photo. I'm like, oh, it's not very good. Yeah, and tweets and stuff only go viral if they get a lot of likes. So what makes that tweet better than anyone else's tweet? It's just, yeah. you, you know, so could we see an evolution? Imagine that where you're living your life based on how people are rating you 
And there was another there was another program. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it. I watched the first couple of seasons. So it's by Seth McFar. I can't even speak. Seth MacFarlane. So you know the guy who does um, Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a space comedy, and it was a very similar story where they land on a planet, and one of the characters does something to a statue. I think. And is given a million downvotes by viewers. So it's almost like a mix between social media and reality TV, which I think then gets him arrested. So he then must persuade the public to either pardon him or be subjected to treatment for his actions. And I think that is, I think that could be being lobotomized, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what they do in that program, I think they upload, I think they hack into the planet's system and upload doctored sympathetic images of that character, which swings a vote in his favor. But again, it's, I, I love the idea of mixing social media and reality TV to again be another impact on our life. And, and again, and I know, I, I do, I've said, I've read articles and, sort of things in the news where people are really upset if their post doesn't get likes and i think it is a not form of bullying but almost a, a higher a social hierarchy in in the social media based on how popular someone's post is yeah yeah it's a cool concept because you know what i do turn around and think to myself ultimately you're kind of like even online, we look at a social space and we look at someone and immediately think that they must deserve more respect because they've got X amount of followers. And I think that's where we are. When you look at, for instance, I mean, you know, I'm going to link to a program like Love Island. I can't let them do this. I only watched two, I only watched two series, I promise. Um, <laughs> but again, you look at the people that have the most followers on Instagram and I could, from the last season of Love Island, I could probably tell you that the most well-liked people are the ones that have got the most Instagram followers now and get the most likes. But I've just immediately got that perception of them because that's the way they are on social media. When in actual fact, they could have bought 500,000 followers and I'd have no idea. And this is exactly it. The last thing I was going to say is the whole the whole problem with social media and, and followers is you can buy followers. Yeah, yeah. So, Which so is again, a sad reality, really. I can understand why people do it if it achieves that short-term bump to get them fame. But again, it's you as a follower, what you're seeing isn't true again. It's It's a false... It's false advertising. <laughs> yeah, it is really, isn't it? But I, I, I and and maybe it would be different if I was, you know, well known or if I was famous. I don't know. <laughs> Might be because of this. You never know. Um, <laughs> well, but, do you, do, but okay. So let me put it to you then, though. But would you want to live in a world where? Likes it in translated into reality, where we were judged. I mean, it might make the world a better place if we had to all live by a certain way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe what we would do is we would just be holding people accountable because you know you're turning around and holding them to standards because you could put. No, no, I wouldn't like it. I think it would be a horrific idea. But it's true what you say. I think we are going that way. Ultimately, is that Black Mirror really too far away from where we are at the moment? No. Because the majority of people's lives are on social media. We purport the best thing that we possibly are doing at that time. In reality, I haven't sat down and posted a photo on my Instagram of me sat watching telly on a Saturday night, have I? No, I've posted no. a picture of me sat in a hot tub with a glass of champagne when I last went on <laughs> yeah. hobby nine months ago because, I, oh, wow, he must do that every weekend, must not he? So evidently, <laughs> I'm guilty of it as well, which is terrible. But, but again, but... It's, 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 it's weird how it consumes you like that. But that Black Mirror one, what I like, what what interests me about that though is it's also it's it it's how though it affects their everyday life. So even about what they can afford. So it's all yeah. it's not about status. It's about it's about well, no, you want to get on that flight? No, you can't. You want to buy that car? No, you can't. 
you're not you're not popular enough or you're not you're 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 it's almost like personal trip advisor school isn't it or trust pilot <laughs> rating that's what it is it's, it's the human trust pilot rating um but what's to stop that the thing about that is and maybe this is how my mind works it's like i don't like that person i'm oh, you just bumped into it i'm giving you one i'm, I'm bringing you, you down a peg do, do you know what i mean how do you stop people abusing that that system yeah, you know what? I've actually just thought of a really good business idea. What if there was a <laughs> Facebook-style website, but for people? So it's got everybody has a public profile, and you legitimately can TripAdvisor review them like that. <laughs> you can say, terrible colleague, makes crap tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, you, you, you heard it. We're in parking a disabled space. <laughs> you, you heard it. You heard it here first. As, as we've said with a number of things, actually, in our episodes, there's some fantastic stuff out there. Like I've said to you privately, TikTok was one of the things I was never really into. I was on Twitter and Facebook, but I just thought, oh, it's just videos of people dancing. That's all it was. But I've, massively, I've got massively addicted to it because it's a short burst, short videos. There's some really creative people on there. And I, I just think it's something fantastic. But then once you start getting hooked on it or people getting hooked on it, that's then when, like we, like we were saying, reality and not reality maybe but but judgment can start being impaired can't it yeah yeah that's the thing i think that yeah again you know what again i've got to be similar to you tiktok's my favorite platform because it's quick it's short and again i buy it this is i've just illustrated how i buy into social media because i only post good pictures of myself i'm gonna post a picture of me like looking at television or something something really boring or what i've eaten for dinner that night (laughs) and Um, we haven't even touched on myspace or bebo oh well you know what no no i don't actually i didn't have that many i didn't have enough friends to uh to have those platforms when they first came out and i was too young so my social ratings on them wouldn't have been good anyways (laughs) well i'm hoping that next time what we're going to do is touch on some more positive things from social media because i feel like you can draw positives and we focused on a lot of negatives so if you do have any potential ideas, any thoughts, anybody listening to this, do pop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail.com. You can also send us a tweet at castingviews on Twitter. Um, if you are listening to this, you can leave us a review, obviously, on any of your preferred streaming sites. And I'd like to finish with, we know there are lots of podcasts from which to choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. Music.